I'm in a fast pace, running the cash, don't see the clock. I'm in the lab late. I want it bad, find the formula to crack safe. Bro has blessed me with some five intro music that's ripped up and coming artists and he has plenty of more to come during the series of my podcast thank you brother today is a very special day i have my big brother in the studio with me today hey <laughs> what's up big bro it's gonna be a fun day fun conversation informative and hopefully very inspiring for all of you new dads out there in the world i like it easy i'm one of those <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you a good one at that why thank you my big brother has served in the u.s navy for 11 years yeah just recently separated Back out in this cold, cold world with us. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother is a new dad of a two-month-old. Two months, yeah. yeah I got a 10-year-old daughter. I got a 8-year-old son. And I got a two-month-old son. So, so <clears throat> big bro, I want you to talk to us today about what it was like to become... A father. You became a father at what age? Uh, I want to say 25. Don't quote me on that. Okay. 25 really years old. <laughs> she 10. I'm 34. So closer to 24, I guess. Gotcha. So first things first. Becoming a new dad. Mm-hmm. What was that introduction to fatherhood like for you? So when I... I joined the military in 2009, and Shan got pregnant in 2010. So I had been in the military for, oh, just about a year when she got pregnant, and uh, I was unprepared. Uh, I had no idea what my life was going toward. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was, I was preparing to go to a submarine, so... I ain't know what to expect in that front. And then I got the news. Hey, babe, I'm pregnant. (laughs) So it knocked me off my, you know, off my pivot for a little bit. But luckily I was in a situation where as far as uh, providing for my family, I had uh, decent pay. I was, you know what I mean? I had already got myself into a structured kind of life. So I wasn't necessarily too worried about that part but then you know you face that but what am I gonna do bringing a new life into the world you know that responsibility yeah so all that's on you now that was daunting (laughs) that was very daunting it's funny that you stated that you were in a place where financially you knew where, where you stood and you were already on a path to be financially stable right so I know a lot of dads out there don't necessarily have that. What advice would you give them pertaining to being financially stable and becoming a new dad? Okay, so person and scenario in which new child's coming, money's not yes. coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
hey, you got to figure that out, right? Like, the world don't give you nothing. So, uh, you need to find out how to fix that. But as far as, like, advice on how to fix that, people are too different, I think, for me to be able to give, like, a, you know what I'm saying, like a silver bullet solution. Yeah. To that particular problem. Well, for one, we black. So, that is our problem primarily. And economics, right, for us is trash. So, yeah, that's like... Yeah. <laughs> you're, you, we're not talking about just fathers, just new fathers. We're talking about new black fathers. Economic depression is just a part of what we have to deal with being uh, black fathers. But one thing I would say, one, some advice that I can give is don't let the fact that the society like try and keep us in that economic position be your excuse for not fighting against it. I respect the fight. I respect the fighter. You know what I mean? I, res- yeah. I respect you fighting to not be uh, in an economic failed state you know especially if you got a kid on the way or if you got a kid that's already here like ain't nobody asking for you to be uh you know ball player rich but we can we can be in a in a in a uh, a state of where we're providing what's needed you know uh you might not be able to give your child or your or your wife or girlfriend or whatever everything they want but it's 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 enough opportunities out here to provide what they need, you know. Which is what? House, food, car, you know, you, right? I feel like that's one of the things that men in general take for granted is uh we forget to provide ourselves in that situation. We get especially black men because we do have to fight so hard just to make ends meet, you know, mm-hmm. we forget that, hey, being there for the family is also important. It's equally or more important, you know. Uh, it ain't just important. It's it's equally or more important than all the rest of them, you know. So <clears throat> we were blessed to have a father who was very present, a major provider in our lives, and I know that we got a chance to experience that, witness that, learn from him. We can call him right now for any and everything, advice, etc., and we can get it. I know you've talked to many people, a lot of friends. Uh, you met a lot of people during your career in the Navy. Yeah. For a man who's becoming a father, but he hasn't necessarily seen what that looks like in a healthy situation. What would you say to him? Not necessarily advice, but just like... Oh, which is crazy because in this case, I got some advice. Get <laughs> counseling, bro. Get counseling. And uh, for years, I've, I hated the word mentor. I think it was because I had such a good black father that I didn't understand why people need a mentor when they just got dads, you know. That was kind of my mindset. <laughs> it's kind of jacked up, but also, right? So, for me, I got a saying. If you're a black person with a present black father, 
that you know is great in every aspect that is a type of black privilege that we have you feel mm. what i'm saying yes and so i'm a i'm a victim of my black privilege <laughs> because i didn't understand why you need a mentor you know i was like well why why you need a mentor like you don't know how to be a, a man you don't know how to be there for you and i you know that this question that you're asking the answer is no like a lot of people don't so for one that provides or that that is a source of I feel like trauma to a lot of lot of people, which needs to be uh, rectified through counseling, or you know what I mean, uh, therapy or whatever. And for the how to, right? You need to find you a, a mentor. Uh, there, I think there's programs like the Big Brother program that help people find mentors. Uh, I'm not aware of a lot of them because. Down here in the south, in a lot of, a lot of programs like that, I fi- I feel like uh, up north they have more, like black people move more to do things like Big Brother, stuff like that. You know, I I didn't even know what Big Brother was actually all about. I thought it was the eye in the sky. You know what I'm saying? Skynet trying to come get us. I was like Big Brother. I don't want no Big Brother. You know what I'm saying? I got one. <laughs> I then. Uh, but yeah, get counseling and 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 find a way to get a mentor. I'm not the best source on how to find a, a mentor, but find that source. You know, find the source to get a mentor. Especially today, I feel like there's like uh, a lot of difference of opinion when it comes to a first-time dad mm. with gender of their firstborn sometimes it's like you know we need that boy uh you know oh. i need that mini me man and, wanting sons yes oh. do you feel that there is a difference or what do you think is the difference between raising girls and raising boys do you feel like that should be a major you know concern for a new dad or you know how do you feel about that it definitely should be a major concern and just from a personal standpoint my major concern is what do she need i have my own like philosophies about what my daughter needs right but I don't. I'm not a female, so I don't have the insight to what a female would say her daughter needs. I just kind of look at it. Everything that my son get, my daughter needed too, and I feel like that just because of how I see like the world being right. I feel like the world is getting more and more harsh on women. Even the women's movement, in my in my opinion is making it harder for women, right? Because like once you start uh because these like the 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 things that I'm hearing is they want equality, right? And I was and I don't I think that's a very tricky word to be asking for for women, right? Like I don't I don't want my daughter equal to men in every sense, right? Like if you're talking about like respect yeah i want equal or more respect you know 
if, if you're talking about things like that, but if you're talking about dudes that go down in coal mines and like get black long, I don't want my daughter down there, you know? And I don't think she need to be down there, especially if she's pregnant. Like, there's a whole different ramification for her doing, you yeah. know, things that is not beneficial to her. Like, it ain't even beneficial to dudes, but, you know, that's a whole nother ball of wax in itself. Of right. should, the, should the dudes be doing these kind of kind of things, you know? I ain't trying to, like, harken back to some, like, chivalristic black, you know, uh, or dark ages type thing. For one, that's not us. We didn't come from the Middle Ages, Europe, right? That's not our history. So when when I look at the world and I'm like, all right, so you're saying equal work, equal pay, stuff like this. And I'm like, yeah, what, what do I need to put in my daughter? A lot of things she need to be able to go at just as hard as a dude because I think it's I think some of the byproduct of it is gonna be a very harsh society to women but I still need the female input on what she needs right it'll be a female that completely disagree with that say nope she don't need that she already you know mm-hmm. she she might not need it you know so yeah it is very difficult trying to figure out what your daughter needs as opposed to what your son needs because when you look at your son you look like that's a mini me you know he a little he a little version of me and i i don't have complete success but i have enough successes in my life that i can show him how to go get that you know i understand what you're saying because for us it's still a lot of issues, especially when you speak about the workforce pertaining to women now. And I can definitely see how that can be a dilemma in the future because some mothers only get about four weeks off of work after they birth a child. So it's a lot of things that you do have to look at women, females differently. Well, I, I think that's, I think the way in which we handle pregnancy is trash mm. right so uh, we gotta we have a mindset that says if a woman have a lot of children and the man leaves right mm-hmm. and she can't support those children that she's a drain or a draw on the society because she don't provide anything to the society uh, and this is where you get like that kind of narrative about welfare, right? But to me, that is a very backwards way of thinking. Because although I understand like people have this like concept of individualism and the personal responsibility to the individual for prospering financially, right? Mm-hmm. But my question is, if you have a society that can't support women and children to at least be in a decent state, right? Like, I ain't saying, like, put them in the Taj Mahal. I'm saying, like, if they can't, like, eat, live, and be comfortable and safe, 
then what kind of society is that? You know? And I, and I think that our religious fervor for capitalism <laughs> is one of those re- is one of the reasons why why people think like that. There's a lot of um, old like eugenics talking points that I think a lot of people are unaware that they're using, but they use those talking points at the expense of of people in society that actually try to progress and can't progress because we don't provide the services and the resources for them to progress and then that's amplified by whatever you want to amplify by when when you're talking about black people you know when you're talking about a black mother and black kids right and then my and and just to like solidify what i'm saying single black mother has a black kid goes to the nba and now he's the face of the NBA. Oh, she provided something to society. That single black mother, when she was in Section Eight housing, oh, look at that. That's what's draining. Yeah, you know, get out of here with that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, that's don't get me. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> and and then on top of that, right? In the military, a female gets pregnant, right? Uh, I don't know the exact policy, but for the Navy, I think it's like uh, six months. Child, child leave for her, right? That should be the standard, you know? That should be a standard. I don't know nothing about what it feel like to have a child, but I've been in a room, it don't look easy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it don't look easy, and it don't look like something that you're going to bounce back from in a couple of days yeah. and start handling UPS packages. <laughs> it's yeah. just so seem, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. it, to me, it's like, they women, they body do a thing. Respect that they body do a thing, you know? <laughs> I can see how pertaining to fatherhood, you have to discuss the long-term things pertaining to your daughter. You know, right. she's not going to be a child forever. And as a father, you kind of have to take charge to try to give her as much possible from you to prepare her for adulthood so that's kind of the thing it's all it's all pertinent it's the all scumbags in society is yeah i'm trying to prepare her for yeah uh for one though uh just because you know you touched that on that in a question about the guys uh right. the role of the, of the father means a lot to the daughter too i don't want her to uh, find herself in a situation where she don't know what a good father look like. She don't know what a, a a decent a decent guy look like. So that that's part of my responsibility as being a father. Exactly. You know? And I feel like uh, just from like you know talking with our sisters uh, and you, right? I I realize that it's important to tell your daughter that she's enough. You know, I feel like that's that's one of the things that daddy didn't do. Uh, a lot just because he come from an era, you know. He come from an era where it was, it's a lot more savage than what we, you know. He come from that that you know story. Cold peace. Yeah, yeah cold <laughs> peace, man. Cold peace. He come from that era where it's like, you should know I love you. You know, you should know I love you. Look how hard I work. You know. <laughs> Don't you see 
see this filth on look my at, clothes. Look at all these calluses <laughs> on my hand. Don't that look like love to you? Yeah. You know? That's the area he come from. And uh, I realized just having, you know, what is five of y'all? You know? Ooh, yeah. I realized, like, oh, that's probably not a, a good thing to, you know? Yeah, let's not skip that. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's tell her, like, hey, you're beautiful, you're enough, because society won't tell you that, you know? Yes. And that's important, so, especially, like, Monique is a dark-skinned girl, you know? And yep. so I got a really dark-skinned daughter, and I already had to have, like, those conversations about why she's so dark, right? Like, when I was over in Japan. I had to have those conversations with her, like, and it's so, like, here's what's crazy about that, right? This is I'm telling you, it's crazy. In my head, like I was like, man, let let my child come tell me some crap, <laughs> but I know exactly what I'm gonna say, right? But like the reality of that hits you so hard when they say that, and like it evoked like some primal. Mm. <laughs> Why would you hurt my? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Who said so? Yeah, like what is at? Let me get out. Uh, I understand. I'm dark skinned myself, so mm. I totally understand, and that's why I love my nieces to death. Every black girl I can pour into, I don't really care what skin tone, but just in general, I know the plight of being dark skinned. So if I could tell them they're beautiful. If I can help with their hair, if I can help with their outfit, help them find a style, like, that's my thing. Like, I'm all in 100%. That's me. So, I totally I totally get that. You know, I didn't even know about that particular thing. Since I was an adult, I had no idea about it. I didn't know that dark skin, uh, like, because, you know, I'm brown skin. Yeah. To me, I was the blackest person I knew. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, I'm blackity black, 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 right? I had a homeboy, right? You know, he he dark, you know what I'm saying? Real dark. And uh he kinda he he the one who opened my eyes to that, right? Like he was like, Bro, you you black but you ain't dark skinned And I was like, What you mean I ain't dark skinned? And like You know what I'm saying? Like I'm uh-huh. I'm not a light skinned dude, you know? But he was like, Nah, you're a brown skin. I was like, That's not a thing. <laughs> That's not a thing. That's not a thing, right? And he's like, nah, you brown skin, so like, you don't get the jokes, right? And I was like, what right. jokes are you talking about? And he was like, oh, you know, you black munchichi, da da da. And I was like, ah, damn, because I went to school with him, right? So I was like, ah, I do remember people saying that, you know, but I ain't really, I, was, I ain't really care because they weren't saying it to me, yeah. like, you know what I mean? But then I realized, like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Did you ever have to? Nobody talked to you like that, right? Not to my face. <laughs> oh, but people will say it? Cause, but then again, I used to. Yeah, not to my face, but yes. And beyond that, as a girl, it's the situations of once boys start liking girls, it's like, oh, I like the light-skinned girls, you know? So oh. It's, and it's not necessarily like the jokes. Now, they'll joke on a black female who they feel is not pretty mm. really harshly but i didn't get that part but i did get the mm, you're not so attractive or 
you real pretty for a dark skinned girl. You know what I'm saying? I've never heard. You know what? <laughs> and that's because you know how I was. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> said that to my sister. It's a wrap. Oh, <laughs> but guess what? For your sister, if a dude say that to me, it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. I was like, so like I, and maybe that was part of the reason that kept me blinded. Like nobody was going to say that. Yeah. And let me hear it, you know. Yeah. Because uh, everybody knew, like, if if you wanted to get Tim in a fight, how? Mess one of his sisters. Yeah. You know? That was just on cue. <laughs> so, as a, as a kid, it's like someone joking on, like, your shoes or your clothes. That's, like, surface. That's, like. Yeah, that's petty. Yeah, that's petty. But when, for a child, if someone's joking on your skin color or your teeth or your, you know, something that's you and you can't take that off tomorrow you yeah. know that hurt different and that's that's what that is about you know and when you're a child like i think when you're younger right i don't like childhood the whole thing right adolescence preteen all that right i had heard about it right i had never really considered it with any kind of with any degree of like thoughtfulness you know because mm-hmm. it's movies that i watch it was stand-up comedians that i that i watched that made jokes about real dark skinned people, right? Yeah, so like those kind of jokes, like, oh, you so black, you blah, da 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 your mama so black, da 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 right? That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I used to laugh at it, right? But I was like, that's on TV, ain't mm-hmm. You know? I was like, nobody's saying that in real life, you know? That's just, <laughs> that's for the sake of the joke, you know? Yeah, but then when I got grown, I realized, like, ah, oh, man, what we do? We watch those uh, deaf comedy jams. <laughs> we watch all that, all that stuff, and we go right to school and mimic it, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and then, you know, for me, right, first I open up. I get a homeboy that come to me and let me know, like, you're not dark skinned. Second, I got a dark skinned daughter come to me. Hey, why am I so dark? Right, and that maybe it's some karma or something for me being ignorant. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, some babies are made out of love. Yeah. Some are made out of perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> My question is, you know, I know that you're in a situation. You're married. Uh, y'all have been together for how long? About together, how long? Together, married. Together. Together. Oh seven. What's that? Like fourteen. Years? Since two thousand seven. Oof. It'll be fourteen years in August. So next month. It'll and married how long? Um, married in ten, so eleven. Oof. So long term relationship, support system. What do you feel? From your your wife, your partner, the mother of your children. What do you appreciate the most about how or what she contributes as the mother of your children? Like what what do you appreciate the most or value the most about that? Wow, that's the most? The most. That's really hard. 
pants. And the reason why is because my life has been different, kind of, right? I did deployments, so she did everything. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, so, like, so, well, actually, I, I can answer the question. It just might not pertain to everyday. You know what I'm saying? People in everyday situations might not understand it, right? What I appreciate the most is being able to leave my house with my wife and my kids. With, the only thing I'm providing at that point is money and resources, right? And being able to come home, my kids got the same respect, health, right? Uh, never had to worry about uh, promiscuity. Any, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Being able to have peace of mind while I go do the thing that I needed to do to provide, right? But that was in an extreme, like, in the most extreme way, right? I, I was out to sea uh, over 200 days of the year. You know, mm. and that whole time she holding down the fort. So uh, that's what I appreciate the most. But I understand that that means everything. Like I appreciate her doing quite literally everything. She did everything. She never let them forget who their daddy was. Fed them, clothed them, took care of them when they were sick. Right, had them. She had him. She laid down and had him. <laughs> yeah. And then I would just boof disappear. You know. So, yeah, I appreciate the most her, like being the most clutch. You know what I'm yeah, saying? She was yeah. she was MJ fourth quarter. <laughs> Scotty sit on the bench. I got you, son. Swish. <laughs> we going to the chip. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's it. She was that. So totally understand. Yeah. She had it. She had it hard. I would like to hope for you all that you find was that a Jordan in the fourth quarter? <laughs> <laughs> Miss Clutch. Miss Clutch. I call you that too. Gotcha. You Clutch. I called you from Japan. Hey, do I need you to help me out with this? Yeah. Boom. Done. Right. Yeah. Found a house that me and my kids currently reside in. Right. I couldn't do it. My wife couldn't do it. So like, so pretty much, I'm a piece of shit that's always needing somebody else. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit that's always needing somebody else to come in and clutch for me. Right? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> we all we all need it sometimes, you know. <laughs> you know, glad I could be of assistance. You know, <laughs> greatly appreciated. Yeah. um... Yeah, so the whole, I mean, we began this whole thing on, like, new dads, right? Embrace it. Embrace being, embrace being a dad, right? Because uh, I know, like, it's a lot of stereotypes for dads, right? Like, as soon as I got a gut, it's like, oh, you got a dad, but yeah. <laughs> Yo, like, <laughs> dad guts cost money, bro. So, like, embrace that, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, embrace the whole thing. Embrace the... Uh, women lose their body first to the child, and I say dudes kind of lose it second. If you got a you know significant other that you, you know mm-hmm. that that you know y'all ain't on the fritz, you know what I'm saying? If you got that, 
like lose them bodies and go get them back together while y'all you know what I'm saying be trailblazers for your children you know and figure out how we're gonna lead them some generational wealth precisely goals (laughs) Mm. so you're hearing it from one of the greatest one of the best dads I know great big brother (laughs) to this day love Wilder (laughs) (laughs) you know so (laughs) um, new dad stay positive always look to improve you know we're always learning and growing there's not an end date to that ever always grow always try to be better and do better and you know, be try to be the best version of yourself for your children. Health is wealth. Uh, take care of yourself and each other. I don't forgot where that come from, but I stole that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Be the judge, you and God, pouring water, popping zans, zads, zadding up, spilling dirty, ain't too hard to stick these.